everybody. Um, this is Rob Lindley. And this is Sarah Davis. And welcome to How Much Do We Love? Episode 7. Episode 7. Yeah. This is a fun podcast where we talk about things that we love. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. And yeah, actually, there's, not, there's not, no mystery to this. No, there, <laughs> there's things we like and we talk about, or that we love, and we talk about how much we love them. Yeah. So if everyone's with us so far... <laughs> You got I'm going to go ahead and start because how much <laughs> do we love? This is something I don't think Rob really knows much about, so it will be. I don't, but educational. I've heard you talk about it. It's yeah. exciting. It's very, it's a really great thing. How much do we love community supported agriculture? <laughs> Yippee vegetables! Right. So what that is is um, it's a program that a lot of small farms have. A lot of them are organic farms. And um, in the Bay Area, there are several farms that offer this program. And you essentially buy a share in the crops for the entire season of the farm. And then throughout the whole growing season, every week you'll receive a box of delicious fresh produce. And most of the time, with most CSAs, you don't actually know what you're going to get. You just get the box of stuff. I mean, you don't get to choose. Usually you'll get a newsletter or something ahead of time that'll tell you what it is, but um, you don't actually get to choose. And it's great because the produce is so fresh and it's just better than buying it from the grocery store because think about it. If, if you're buying produce in the grocery store, somebody had to pick it. Someone had to ship it somewhere, probably ship it somewhere else. You know, it's been picked several days. This way you're right. getting produce that quite often was picked on the same day and you really can taste a difference. But one of the things that I really like about it is I feel like it's a great way to support small business, to support local business and um, to just eat healthily. And it t- also teaches you to eat with the seasons and to really That's appreciate. Yeah. So like, for example, I picked up, I pick up my box every Wednesday and this week my box had um, carrots uh, spring Yummy. onions these purple spring onions Yummy. little new uh, potatoes which and I had uh, potatoes when they're freshly dug taste so different than when you get them in the store who knew really? they're so good yeah um, garlic uh, romaine hearts a big old bunch of cilantro a big head of cabbage, and then a big bag of a variety of summer squash. Now that oh, was l- well. The problem is, I'm actually and you well, already have squash. I, I'm gr- I've <laughs> got go, squash go. out coming out of my ears because I'm a gardening fool this summer, which I'm going to talk about on another episode. So I was like, oh yay, more, more squash. squash. <laughs> my neighbors are like, please stop giving me zucchini bread. But- Garrison Keeler used to do a really funny thing um, about in Lake Wobegon that they would like when it was squash season Mm -hmm. it was like it was like people were like midnight bandits they would like (laughs) take a big brown bag of squash and knock on someone's door and run right exactly the ding dong ditch of zucchini (laughs) we always had that happen when I was little because um like we're the you know we were the preacher's family Mm -hmm. so in small town Iowa so if anyone had leftover vegetables they always brought it to us but what people didn't know is that although we lived in town, my mom would always rent garden space from oh, someone out like of the country. Oh, like a community garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom would go out and like, and so we. I always grew up having a garden. Yeah, it's great, and and I've gotten to try so many kinds of produce that I'd never tried before, and I mean, you know. It, Sometimes it's unusual, like cardoons, or sometimes it's something like fava beans, which we all know of, but I'd never cooked them before. And mm-hmm. and all, I've had so much great stuff, and everything has been just great. So I think everybody should, you can, the way you can find out if there's one in your area is to go to localharvest.org, and there's a CSA page on there somewhere. I'll put a link um, on the website, and put in your zip code, and it'll tell you if there's a CSA in your area. I think the really cool thing about it, Sarah, that I've kind of enjoyed about vicariously through you is how 
um, because you're not shopping uh, mm-hmm. and picking out things, not only are you eating seasonally, but if you're a foodie, you're really educating yourself. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, well, this week I got um, – it, like the combination of what you're getting, it's like, okay, well, now I need to go to like recipes.com or epicurious.com and try to figure out the the link on it or exactly. say, you know, I really did get a, more radishes than one person could eat. So, right. Well, actually, that's some a good creative ways to. <laughs> that's actually a good example because how many radishes really can you eat? And I, there was a period of time where I was getting radishes every week and I learned how to make cooked radishes, which I had never, I mean, it's, that's, that's common in Europe, but it's, it's not, it's not that common to cook them here. You can braise them, you can roast them just like any other root vegetable. And they were really good. They had, they had a real interesting texture. They lost a lot of the heat, but you know, cooked radishes, who knew? And, um, the, yeah, they also, the farm is great. They send out an, a, um, an email newsletter at the beginning of every week, a couple days before you pick up your box. And it, they have tons and tons of recipes. And they also have a huge recipe database on their website. So I can, some, and they'll try to combine things. Like if you have a week where there's, but you're getting butternut squash and leeks and something else and something else, they might put a recipe in for butternut squash, soup. leek soup. Yummy. Exactly. Which I made and is in my freezer. But um, yeah, it's great. And it just, it really helps me to be more, it, it seems like an ex- a bigger expense, but I actually am spending a lot less on groceries because I'm just, right. it's in my refrigerator. So I feel like I need to eat it. And, I, and it I makes me cook more. I love seasonally. I, just, yeah. I love it. Some of my favorite cookbooks are organized seasonally mm-hmm. and I love that. And once you get used to that, it seems very strange to buy something that's out of season in the supermarket. Absolutely. I'm just really, I'm much more aware of it now. Also, I'm used to every, these farms are organic and um, I'm used to having everything, which is also very easy to, it's easy to eat everything organic in California. But, um, I'm sort of aware of it if I, you know, if I need a specific, oh, I need a tomato and I don't have any tomatoes. And then I go to the store and I think, well, does this one have pesticides on it? And I never have really been concerned about it before. And I don't know that I can say I'm concerned about it, but I'm just sort of more aware about what I'm eating. You're mindful about it. No. I'm mindful. Mindful. Yeah, it's we'll really say. great. So I would recommend checking it out. And if, it, you know, some of the farms have more than one size of share that you can get, if, you know, if you're a couple or if you're a family of four or most all the, or all family the different- of 18. Exactly. You'd probably want more than one. But um- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It seems very, um, it's a, it's kind of a neat way of, um, keeping yourself feeling a little earthy and rural too. Well, yeah, and I also really love supporting local businesses and small yeah. businesses. And the you know farms in America are always struggling, so it feels good to. And you know the the farm the two it's the the one that I use is actually two farms together. They they work together to provide us our stuff because they they're um they're in slightly different microclimates, so they can grow different well, things to give you so more getting, options. Yeah. Yeah. And um. Well, I'll give it a plug. It's twosmallfarms.com. So if you're in the Bay, uh, the Bay Area, the Bay Area, you can check them out. It's two different farms, and and it's great. And um, I, they also have a booth at our local farmers market, which is a thing I want to talk about another day. The farmers market, and oh, I love it. it's just great. But you know, even well, in Chicago, where I don't think of it as being close to a lot of farms, I had I had checked into it there too. But there was never one that I felt like I could handle living alone. But um, here, I just I whipped right through it. It's great. Enjoyable. Yeah. So community support agriculture, CSA, we local harvest. Love it. Love it. Love it. And we're going to go for something very rural to something very, very urban. Urban. Something we both really love. And um, it's very New York and very fashionista. Mm-hmm. And it's starting again next week. On July 12th. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
gosh, is it one of my? It's definitely one of my favorites. It's not my, but it's and it's up there. It's up there. Favorite, yeah. Project Runway, ladies and gentlemen. How much do we love it? Starting it up. How? It's starting up. I love it. On July 12th. I actually, I'm not sure when this show will go up. It'll probably be just a couple days before. So So, those of you with the TiVos, and I hope you got one because that was episode one. (laughs) That was episode one. If you don't have one, you're behind. Right. um, Put on your turban and set your season pass. (laughs) Turban it, season passing it, loving it. Yeah. So we should explain what it is. Okay, so um, the basic – first of all, it's hosted by Heidi Klum, who is enjoyable but very laughable. She's like a hysterical oh, – Don't you love her? I want her to be my best friend. Oh, I do love her. Don't I think you love we would her? Have, I think we would have things out of demi-toss together. I like, th- I don't know. It may not always be coffee, but we would always drink it out of a small petite, a small little petite cup. cup. But I think she's also very smart. Don't oh, you think? I think so, too. I think, I think she's that, very savvy. I think that we are conditioned to think that anyone with a southern accent or um, a foreign accent is stupid. Or a model. Or a model. I would say model before accent. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but she, well, I think she she's says great. Funny. That's all I know. She what? Um, but who I, she says things funny. She does say things funny, but it makes but her who I adorable. love on the show yeah. is, is Timothy. Yes. Well, wait, we should explain what it is. It's a reality okay. show, and, but it's not, you know, like, crappy cheesy reality show right not that i don't enjoy the big brother which by the way starts this week yeah but um (laughs) oh i enjoy all the reality shows i'm a reality show whore but i am the first to admit they're crappy but project runway is great it's it's the search to find a talented fashion designer in new york and so they gather this group of hopefuls every week they have to complete um some sort of challenge and what they come up with is amazing and what i like about it is they you really have to have the goods you know there's some other shows like say American Idol where it's more of a popularity contest a lot of the time it's not necessarily about having the goods these people if you don't have it you're going to get ripped apart and you're going to be voted out and there's no audience voting it's just actually actually knowledgeable panel of judges who decides who's going to stay and who's going to go Michael Kors Michael Kors how much do we love (laughs) Michael Kors we love him fucking uh, and okay. Nina Garcia. I like the Nina very, Garcia, for, The too. very first season, it's my favorite quote of Michael Gores, and I say it all the time. <laughs> he had it out for Wendy Pepper, who was definitely the villain of the first season. Yeah, they really and, made her... And, and, and Timothy had warned her. He's like, I'm going to tell you right now, Michael Kors thinks the things that you design are very frumpy and very matronly. Mm-hmm. And she came out with this outfit one time, and I don't even remember what it looked like, but it was flouncy and mumsy, and everyone was kind of saying it, and Michael has his note cards, and he scrunches up his nose. He goes, yeah, I wrote farty. <laughs> But he said it sort of apologetically, like, what can I say? But he said, I I wrote down farty, crinkled up his nose, and turned to Nina and Heidi and nodded to them like, yeah, right? You know what I mean, right? (laughs) And I did know what he meant. I looked at him like, it is, it's farty. It was. I love him, and because of him on that show, I have purchased many Michael Kors items. Have you? I I do. I wear Michael Kors cologne now. Oh, I love it. Because I love him. I love it. But it does not smell farty. 
Well, thank God, because in a cologne, that's not what you're looking for. (laughs) That's not what what I'm looking for. (laughs) So um, it's really enjoyable. Like some of the challenges have been things like you're in a supermarket and you have $50 and an hour to shop. And that's all you can get. And so people are making things out of shower curtains and lawn chairs. Corn husks. And the guy who won that one was corn husks. Um, They had to redesign um, the postal uniform. Right, one episode. They've had things like... Where, uh, like, um, what's her name? Ash, um, the Hilton girl, Nikki Hilton, <laughs> Nikki Hilton was right. on, and she needed a dress for yeah, a they, party. They've they had to make her a party dress. Grammy dresses. Um, great challenges. Really always interesting. Really and I am just always, because I am so not a designer. Can, I just, can we have a little sidebar here? Yeah. My cat is sitting next to me, and she just literally sat down in her water dish. <laughs> Surely. She has no idea of it, because her tail is so long and luxurious and fluffy right but her whole ass is dripping wet awesome okay. surely that was the sidebar sorry that's okay how we, much do we love Shirley? we'll be talking about our there'll be much more cat talk we love our cats we're totally crazy yeah. cat ladies <laughs> catty cat ladies right so project runway we recommend it check it out it's on bravo so it starts um yes. july 12th and it runs like every five minutes it's on all the time yeah, it's between that and D-List with Kathy Griffin, you, oh, which we love, that's also. all they have. Yeah. Oh, so good. Now here's people. Well, we shouldn't even start with her because she gets her own show. People love her or her hate own. her, and we love her. Love I, her. I don't really like her I, act, but I love her TV show. I love her. Yeah. Okay, but we can't talk about that. Okay. So wait, but here's the thing. So Project Runway, so all of the designers, there's this sort of mentor guy who is sort of their guide through the whole thing. He's not one of the judges, but he advises them. And he is actually, I guess he's a a teacher at Parsons. He's an instructor at Parsons where where all of the action kind of takes place. Yeah, that's where they they physically have it at the place. And he's great. His name is Tim Gunn, and I adore him because he's kind Mm. of bitchy, but he's really supportive, and he's honest with them, and they really respect him. One of the great things that if you're a Project One My Fan, sexy though too, isn't he? Yeah, I have a total crush on him. I do too. A little, yeah. he's a, ugh, it's a little crushy. He's kind of dreamy. Teacher, teacher, I love you. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's part of it. It's a talent thing too. But he's so yeah. good with them. He's just really, he really knows how to talk to them in a way that's constructive and really gets what he needs to get out of them, which I really appreciate. But actually, he has there's a, there's a podcast that, that Tim Gunn does that goes alongside the show, which everybody should should listen to if you watch Project Runway. Most people don't even know about it. I found it last season, and it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's Are you short. Told me about it? I'm I sure I was. It's only like sometimes it's only ten minutes. It's short, but it's just it's wonderful. It's, it's the, almost like having a DVD commentary. He just right. gives you a little extra snippet. He'll say to you. There was this moment where such and such happened. He's like, what you didn't see is that it actually, that the argument between Santino and Nina lasted for 90 minutes. Right, and we thought he was going to kill her. And you're like, love it. And he's also a little more honest and a little snarkier. Yeah, he's us, snarkier, definitely a little bit more. About the candidates than he is to their faces. I'll say it, he's a little more gay. He's pretty, he's he's pretty queenie. He's pretty just like queenie. But also I think that he, at that point, is doing these podcasts, I think, um, in real time, and he's going back and watching them. Right. 
because it's already been recorded. Mm-hmm. But then he's like he watches the episode and does the podcast. Right. And they do a really Bravo does a really nice job of the podcast usually comes out like the day, the day after, after you watch the episode. It's so it's very exciting to go to your computer the next day after you watch it. What does it. Tim have to say? Yeah. What does he have to say? It's wonderful. It's I Which think it's takes a perfect this, yeah. Well, I think this it's whole a, thing. It's a perfect use of the podcast medium. I mean, you can just have two clowns talking like you and I oh. or, or you can have <laughs> But um, but I think it's just it's great because there's really no other way you would have had that information. And you know? this brings us to our third topic, our final topic, and right. one that is near and dear to our hearts. Right? How much do we love? How much do we love podcasts? Podcasting. It's you just really do. It seems thing. kind of weird to talk about on a podcast. We're but- not saying we love our podcast. We're saying that no. we love the the, love the, the whole- genre, the medium. I, for me, and I and I've. I've talked to a lot of people because I always ask people like, well, where do you listen to our podcast or, mm-hmm. or where, uh, you know, I'm on another podcast and we actually had that as a call in question once. Like, what are you doing when you're listening to the daily purge? Right. And had people call in. It was really interesting that we had like such varied, like some people listen to it at work, some people on their train ride, some mm-hmm. people when they're at exercising. The gym. Yeah. We had a woman who listens to it and literally was like thanking us because she's like, going through chemo and it was like making her feel better while she's actually wow. physically getting the treatment. She said laugh and something that was, I don't know, calming at points and funny at points. And thank you for this. And I was like, Whoa, and, you know, <laughs> I had no idea that it's like that. Yeah. Cause uh, you sort of put it out there and you have no idea if anyone's listening, but there's also just, there's con there's, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of nonsense and fluff out there, but there's also a lot of really good content. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I didn't mean I that we're nonsense and fluff, but you know what I mean. I'm saying that there's, there's, it's, there's all kinds of educational podcasts. If you're interested in a particular kind of music, if you're interested in cooking, you can really find info on anything. I really appreciate because I don't have a morning commute like most people's. I really appreciate that NPR really mm-hmm. jumped on the podcasting bandwagon, mm-hmm. or like you'll hear someone talk who, and they'll say, "Oh, did you catch Amy Sedaris on NPR?" I'm like, oh, gosh, no, I didn't. But you can go back and you can get it. You, mm-hmm. you can find it. It's all right there. Well, and as the total TV show horror <laughs> that I am, I appreciate all of the, like the Project One Way, there's a Grey's Anatomy podcast. There's a Lost podcast. They're actually put out by the producers of the shows. And it is. Yeah. It's like a DVD commentary. I think it was Battlestar Galactica that actually was one of the first ones to actually do a pod, release a podcast with each episode that you can actually listen to as an alternate soundtrack. Which I think is really cool. Just like a That's DVD commentary. Really cool. Isn't that I love cool? That. Yeah, and it's free and it's you know, you don't have to have yeah. an iPod. You can listen to it on your computer. It's um I just think it's pretty great. What are some other ones that you listen to? Well, you said that how you thought that like Project Runway was a great use of a podcast. Here's another really great use of a podcast, and this is coming I know people who aren't singers who enjoy this, but I know a lot of singers love this podcast. Um there's an amazing um actor and composer named Jeff Blumenkrantz, who oh, yeah. um, went, went to the same college that Sarah did. Um, he's a Northwestern alumnus as yes. well. Yeah, go. And um, he is a really prolific songwriter. And it's hard when you write specialty material. He's written um, a lot of settings of Edna St. Vincent Millay poems. He's written, like, additional material for, like, the Broadway musical version of Urban Cowboy. Like, he's been mm-hmm. all over the map. Right. So he finally came out with a songbook. Well, 
there has been some composers who are kind of of his milieu who then will try to put out a CD around the same time because it's hard if it's new material for singers to gravitate towards to, or it. just to even find it. If you're or to a, learn it, I yeah. mean, if you if you're not a piano player, it's like, well, how am I going to learn this if I don't have a recording? Right. He did a really amazing thing because he's in New York and he he's connected with a lot of really cool Broadway people. He has a podcast where he went through every song in his songbook. And so he invites someone over to his house, people like Christine Ebersol, Sally Mays, mm-hmm. you know, Megan Mullally was on his, his final episode that mm-hmm. he did. And these are just people, not because he just, that are his friends. That he's peers, with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they come over and he talks to them about their career for a very short amount of time, like five minutes, maybe like Liz Calloway was a really good one that he had on. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, they go over to the piano and they sing the song. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's just a really, I think a perfect use of the podcast. Right, because how, I mean, where, where else would you get to hear that? Yeah. And without and exactly. buying a CD. And, and I mean, and this is free for him and for us, you know, and he's really, um, he's really, um, of what I want to say. He makes sure that the podcast never turns about him. Mm-hmm. If the guest starts asking him about his life or what he's doing next, he's like, oh, no, that's not what we're here for. I just want to hear about you right. because you're already doing me a great... F- I love that humility yeah. in him. So that's one of my favorites. And I also... I have a lot of... Um, I have a lot of gay podcasts that I listen to. Um I listen to The Daily Purge, which I'm a co-host well, on. Well, you don't just listen to it. You are the co-host. I, yeah, I'm co-host you, on it. I listen to that. And, and you guys I, can find that at thedailypurge.net, right? Yeah. And or we'll you can look it up on iTunes. a whole list of links for you guys mm-hmm. on, with this. Um, I, uh, one of my very favorite ones, because it's just silly, and they're really sweet guys. They're also from Chicago. Is the PN, PNS Explosion. Their names are Patrick, Noah, and Scott. That's the P and S part. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like penis, so they think it's funny. Um, and that's kind of... I'm sad that I never put that together. But that's kind of what their show is like. <laughs> if you like fart jokes and But they're fun, humor, yeah. And they actually they, like do characters and stuff, too. Yeah, and yeah. They, they they do really bad impersonations of Cher and, the, and Liza Minnelli. And I've guest starred on their show a couple yes. times. Rob's and all I, over the podcasting map, people. I am, but I love it. And I also love, um, there's a really fun one that's just like one guy. It's kind of like a blog podcast, I would call it. Mm -hmm. His name's Omar, and he's out of Atlanta, and his is called The Other O, Mm -hmm. because his favorite um, is Oprah, and he calls himself The Other O. Oh, I don't think I ever knew that. He is enjoyable. He's very fun and a really sweet guy, theotherO.com. And probably my, one of my most favorites, just because they're sweet guys and they're who got me started podcasting, mm-hmm. are the folks at the Little Fatty cast. Yes, enjoyable. Um, they are two silly, um, fun, southern, southern. Mm-hmm. gay guys who <clears throat> um, have their own language. That's my favorite thing about them. They, <laughs> right. call, they call everything, they call the place they work the coal mine. They call. Um, they just have their own language. Right. And it's fun to, they have lingo. to listen to them. They're at littlefattycast.com. Yes. One word, right? Yes. Little fatty. Exactly. And I actually like to listen to a lot of the t- – I listen to some of the tech ones. I listen to This Week in Tech, which is Leo Laporte's podcast, and I listen to Dignation sometimes. Sometimes I watch the video one. Um, I also actually just subscribed to a new one that I haven't listened to yet. It's the Whole Foods Market podcast. Oh, fun. Yeah. Like one of the the first three episodes are about meat. <laughs> Natural whole- meat. 
Oh, natural meat. Okay. Yeah. That's me. I would expect they'd be kind of veggie driven. Oh no, they're not. It's just they're more about yeah, high quality and organic and um and Coverville is a great popular podcast. Coverville, you turned me on to that one too. Yeah. Oops. Well, Rob's gleep glop glooping a little bit, which is what I call it when he breaks up. So oh, we dear. should wrap it up. And that's our sign. To that's wrap our it up. sign. If you would like to tell us about stuff that you love, you can email us at podcast at howmuchdowelove dot com, or you could call our listener line. Which is at two zero six two zero six three three nine three five eight eight, which is three two zero six three three. We love LUV, and we're actually going to leave you tonight with a little message from uh, one of our other favorite podcasters. We will see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hola, chicos. This is Omar from the Other com. Como me encanta. How much do I love? What do I love? I'll tell you what I love. Freedom, liberty, and the pursuit of ignorance. If you want to hear two great folks, Sarah Davis and Rob Lindley, talk about what they love, go check out their podcast. It's How Much Do We Love? And, um, you know, they might be raving about things. And since, you know, I don't use that kind of hairspray, I use Aveda products, control paste. I, um, well, you know, after I listen to them, I try to always um, get my hair up in curlers. But anyway, I'm going on. Y'all go check them out and uh, enjoy the show.